0: Welcome to another episode of Hold My Whistle. I'm Paulo. I'm Foy. And we got a lot of things to talk about. The date is August 8th, and it's my mom, Patricia Agloni's birthday. Happy birthday, Patty. Uh, you know, I FaceTime my mom today and wished her happy birthday. I had my boy running around naked. She was enjoying just watching him, you know, <laughs> kick the ball around and
1: blow kisses and stuff. Looking, but uh looking like a little Paulo kicking the soccer ball around.
0: Dude, hilarious female latina moment you know because i really haven't talked to my mom since we've been doing our podcast uh-huh and you know how broken english goes you guys listen to me every episode but she is at a, on another another level oh pat patty's got the higher echelon accent. of accent and she goes mijo i'm so proud of you and sean doing your comcast <laughs> <laughs> i said mom it's a podcast <laughs>
1: Oh, I know
0: Oh, I thought you guys Were gonna finish Cause you said goodbye At the end And you were never Gonna do it And she leaves Our Have you seen her comments On our Instagram oh, And Facebook yeah. And it's just so off And she's she, so proud of us But she it's likes, great.
1: She likes all our posts She likes all our pictures She always comments Huge fan I don't I. Th- she's learning about sports I think I think she's getting A, a good sports education She's like LeBron LeBron James. <laughs> <LeBron. laughs> that's, that's kind of That's kind of French Oh, I don't know. Even your accent's off right now. I can't even do I Right, well. It must have been the muzzle flash. Yeah, oh, <laughs>
0: we'll get into that in a quick second, but uh, I just want to wish my mom a happy birthday. I love you very much, and
1: uh, thank you for everything. We love you, Patty, and we appreciate the support you give us. Happy birthday. Yes. Um, she's, she's what, 39 now? No.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes, actually. Again, I'm going to just go with my... Normal podcasting, don't know the answer, correct answer, agreement.
1: Sure. That sounds good to me. You're the you're the yeah the yeah, yeah, yeah guy.
0: Hey, great job doing the same thing back at me, Sean. <laughs> um But so today let's talk about it. We're getting ready, you know, we're going over what we're gonna talk about today.
1: And I Gear up with my sleeves. Yeah, Paul is all sleeved out. He's got the Peru arm sleeve on. He's got the Digi Camo baseball. I got my cryptek Camo head sleeve on. You we're know. preparing. Oh, yeah. We're getting our minds right. We, you know, and we've,
0: again, we're traditionalists. We have, uh, you know.
1: I'm a creature of habit. Right, exactly. You know, I, I, I like to... Things the same way every time We sat down on the couch We talked to my wife for a little bit We, we watched some reality TV We, we watched uh, Dance Dance Revolution Or um, World of Dance Oh, Dance World I yeah. just call it the J-Lo show Yeah, of course That's because that's all you're watching is I'm J-Lo. only watching J-Lo Because she looks great How old is she? 45? Oh my gosh I mean, uh, phenomenal Carrying it Let's talk about how much you hate Neo Oh, God Talking like he's a big shot Neo, you got one fucking song, dude That's... <laughs> let me be the one to love you or something like that. I, I mean, I thought it was Miss independent.
0: Anyway, we were talking about it. Sean starts ripping Neo and he actually, I was like, "What? what song did they sing? It was the first time I've ever heard you sing an r song. <laughs> <laughs> I actually liked that song. My wife started swaying. I was like, <laughs> Slow down, son. <laughs>
1: <laughs> How bad is my wife at singing? Uh, I'm going to plead the fizzeth, oh, like Dave Chappelle. I threw, I'm i going to throw under the bus. Yeah, I'm not going to self-incriminate myself on that. Well, she likes
0: to sing. And it's, you know, music. Who doesn't like music? But anyways, we watched a little bit of World of Dance. We judged a couple dance teams. And we're like, hey, it's, you know, we got our sleeves on.
1: Mm-hmm. We we're- threw
0: on the gear. HMW40. Promo code go to sleeves.com S L E E E F. Oh, one too many E's. Two E's. Two e's. One F and an S.com. Bundle up all your gear. Go to the checkout order. Promo code HMW40. Get 40% off your first purchase of sleeves. You know, there's still time before your first game. Hook up your whole team. Oh if yeah. your teams if you got if you're a coach of a YFL team,
1: customize get, it. Customize it. Just get matching arm sleeves. Yeah, or headbands, or you know, you got kids with longer hair. You're going to need to keep that out of their keep eyes. Keep it contained. Yeah, right. I mean, the Justin Bieber look is big right
0: now. You How know? much hair, you know, these kids who first year football players put on a helmet. And they got hair hanging in front of their forehead and eyes. I'm like, you need to pull that back. Yeah. You know, long gone are the days where you would
1: make a cut off T-shirt. I was just going to say that. I was going to say, back in my day, right? You get ev- the- everybody just cut a sleeve off and put it on your head. Best headband at that time. Oh, totally. It would hurt a little bit. It'd get a little... Yeah. I mean... Most, if your arms are big enough, you know, it'll fill the sleeve out enough to where it's stretched and it'll actually fit your head unless you've got a pea brain for it. I was never a
0: bandana guy. I hated
1: the back knot. See, I couldn't rock it because it would always fall down over my forehead and cover my eyes. Right. I tried it for a little while because, you know, it looked badass. Yeah. But I just, I couldn't do it. And I'm, I'm always had short hair.
0: Yeah. It, yeah, exactly. I did the t-shirt for the t-shirt sleeve for a little bit, but what's cool about these sleeves, you know, they're the right kind of fabric where your helmet will slip on.
1: They're tight. They fit. There's no back knot. Oh yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's a slight, slight, like there's knot, but it's light it, stitching is yeah. what I'd call it. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. So, you know, if I had a motorcycle, you know, I would just watch sons of anarchy. Not that I've ever even had a motorcycle. I don't even know how to ride a motorcycle. But I'd probably wear a sleeve headband underneath my helmet. Yeah, I mean... They also have the face masks. Have you I'll, seen that? Yeah, I've seen those. Where you could get like the Joker smile. Totally.
1: You know, your face is cold. You could wear it for hunting too. Yeah, that's why I got the... So cryptic. many options with sleeves. That's why I got the Crypt Tech Camo. Oh. You know, it, it's going to it's gonna work for duck hunting, goose hunting, crane hunting when I go to Texas and Arkansas later in the year. Um, there's just so many things you could do. And you brought up Sons of Anarchy, you know, perfect for your bikers, keeping them... Keeping the hair back, even if you're getting ready to watch Mayans, which is going to drop September. 4th. You're not too excited about it. I'm really not that excited. Uh, you're more of a Sons of Anarchy than a Mayans guy. I mean, in in my honest opinion, I think it's going to be the exact same shit, but just with a Mexican bike gang. It's going to be, it's going to be, but it's based out of L.A., right? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Uh, it's or it's, Bakers and like that Central Valley of California. Is it? Is it
0: the most? Is it the? Mo- is it the no. they, they always come. Well, let's talk about Charming. You, when you come up with a cool like, I wanted charming to be real. <laughs> you know, they talk about all these local cities and towns that I know about, right outside. And the be like, oh, eye. and then charming, yeah, Oakland. Yeah, I'm like, oh, where's so, is it in <laughs> the bay? Or, who knows where charming is? Exactly. I want you know, pinpoint charming for me. What a cool name! And so I'm pretty sure. uh What's the creator's name? Oh God, I can see his face. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, well, I can see his no eyes. Yeah, I can see him cutting his
1: tongue out. Oh my God. Brutalizing himself. Yeah, so he doesn't incriminate anybody. When he bit his own tongue off. That was insane. And You know. Sorry to spoil it if you haven't seen Sons, but shit, it's been out for fucking 10 years. You yeah. should have seen it by now. Um, but yeah, the
0: minds are coming out. That's exciting. Yeah, hopefully it lives up to, you know, whatever, uh, what San was for all of us. Yeah, but HMW40. 40. If you're wearing, wearing a motorcycle helmet, football helmet, baseball helmet, wear a sleeve headband.
1: You' getting cold. Wear the face mask. You need tights. They've got a great de- They got great deals on tights right now. They got socks. They got shorts. They got all kinds of compression gear to fit your needs. So me and Sean are big guys. We got our compression game on.
0: We're getting ready for our podcast. You know, our podcast is our is our game now. Yeah, it's what we get prepared for. You know, I sleeved up, got my headband on. I said, hey. It's time for our pregame drink. We do it every time.
1: Every time, it it's, it's our whiskey time. Yeah, we go. We're gonna go right into the whiskey time about this. You know, I'm the bartender, of the whiskey time, and I'm I'm doing okay making the old fashions. I think I'm I'm not I'm not great I, by I've any seen, stretch I've of the imagination. An improvement. I'm not great by the, any stretch of the imagination, but you know, I, I I'm. Are you a mixologist? Along. No. I know I'm, I'm not trying to cut you off, but you're getting there. I'm, I'm working. You're on a it. barman. I'd call you a barman. I'm working on the mixologist. <laughs> so we, we sample different whiskeys, try to at least for every show. And we're on like our seventh whiskey. We're up there. Yeah, it's, it's somewhere between six and ten. Um, and so, again, we mentioned the muzzle flash
0: uh, on our bonus episode with Josh and uh, our friend Tony Armenta.
1: Went yeah. on his Pacific Northwest trip. Yeah, he went He went from Jellystone all the way to Alaska and then back down the uh, western seaboard. So on the way down through Washington State, he picks up a bottle of Muzzle Flash. The bottle looks cool. You know, it's that lighter type of whiskey. seven seventy proof or 80 proof? 80 proof. Made with, what is it? Chicken nut? Chicken. Chicken nut, yeah, chicken. It's made in Chicken Nut Bay Distillery.
0: That's yeah. what is, That's the distillery, you know. And Tony brought it to us. We were Josh, we we're in my house, you know, like, hey, let's just give them both a whiff. Yeah, you know,
1: right from the beginning, you know, just smelled off. It smelled foul. It smelled like gasoline. It, and I'd rather smell gasoline, a chemical almost. Nah, it smelled like something died in the uh, brew tank. And just kind of fest. I hope there's a recall on this bottle. I do not want to rip something this bad, but we're about to go on it.
0: Oh yes. So we smelt it. I drank it neat. I gave it a hard cough
1: on the first sip. I smelt. I smelt the the cork slash bottle. I don't know. You call this a cap? Well, I or don't know what we, we are. You supposed to smell the bottle Is that like a wine? I, well, we did. I don't know. It's kind of. It's kind of got. Hold that, my whistle. Does that? It's got that kind of cork bottom, you know, that you plug into the bottom. Yeah and you know i gave it a whiff and it's a butt plug yeah. <laughs> that's what i want to call it yeah it, it it smells like a butt it plug. smells like butt uh not even oh. <laughs> so uh, you know i um it's it's mandatory we had to try it yeah and
0: you almost didn't want to try it I'm, you were not looking forward to it we've, I, we've collect you know Jim come true for me great segment and we have to invest in whiskey <laughs> yeah I mean, i'm building a great collection
1: looking looking into the whiskey cabinet in Paulo's kitchen right now I'm kind of jealous you know and I, I'm throwing out ideas it's like Paulo once you move we're going to get this great bar set up we're going to have a tray with all the different whiskeys we're going to have a glass decanter we're going to have our ice bucket and then you know our highball glasses you know like you see on all the movies and it's like oh, I'm just jealous it's like this whiskey collection is coming along yeah and you know I, I'm, and I'm getting I'm I'm prepping everything is you know, Paula was slipping a little bit on his duties when it comes to I'm the ice guy, orange peel, sugar guy. Exactly. And bitters. Yes. Yeah, I just gotta
0: prep that for my guy.
1: Yeah. So I'm I'm getting everything ready. Got the sugar cube, you know, the bitters, the oh, cherry. Oh, the Marciano. Juice. yeah, I gotta get the marciano Mar- marciano, marciano cherries. cherries. And you know, I'm I'm prepping all the stuff. I'm smash I'm muddling the sugar with the bitters and the cherry juice and I, just from the smell of it, I went light. I went one and a half fingers just to keep it low. Um, so. <laughs> it was so potent. It was bad. J- just the smell. The was, fumes were coming
0: out of the glass.
1: It looked like a hot day and you're oh, looking at the concrete. Oh, it was just, God, it smelled like a dead fish had been sitting on the dock
0: right. for a week. You, look at, and I was telling Sean, hey, we gotta do this. We taste the best shit. We taste the
1: worst shit. We...
0: Whiskey time. We taste them all.
1: Yeah, I was not about it. I was no. just, I was fighting and, it, and I'm like, but we got to do it. And, you know, Paolo's, Paulo, keeping me true to our word, we're going to do it. So, you know, we, I'm, I'm finished making the drink, pour the whiskey, and we put the ice in. You know, I gave the, uh, I gave the orange peel a little, uh. A little flame to give it a little uh, enhance the citrus. Yeah, whatever, whatever the. I don't know why people do it, but
0: we've been to a bar that we, you know, in our local town, and they do it, and
1: we're trying to be cool. Yeah, it comes out all right. So you know, we let it, we let it marinate with the ice for a little bit. Wanted to open up. Did you see what it did to my ice cube in seconds? It like ate it away, like acid, like from the movie. I got scared, like from the movie Aliens. You know, when the blood, when they get step The punctured. orange peel curled up. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I'm like, oh, we got to wait. We got to let the ice melt a little bit in this. Just, you know, marinate it, it a little bit. Let it open up. Right? Is that the term? <laughs> yeah. I, whatever the term is. We're, we're trying, we're getting our minds right of drinking this. So we finally get to the point where it's like, it's been a few minutes it's time to take the drink. We touch our glasses. You know, like we normally do. We eye cheers. contact. Real important. Yeah. you know. I don't like people who cheers and don't make eye contact. Yeah, it's like you're not fully committed. Man up. Yeah. We're men. So after the cheers, we go bottoms up. We take a sip. Oh my God. I man. turn into a little bitch. I'm like, bull, bull. like, I think I wanted to throw up in my mouth, but my pride wouldn't let me and just the god awful taste so, so hit you me know, all at once
0: i thought it was like a bad like a good cheese i saw i'm sorry the smell was horrible and i thought you know what i'm going to sip this it's going to be okay you're making a great drink marshare on a cherry juice sugar cube it'll cut it down and at first i was like okay and it just hit me like a ton of bricks oh like we took a drink and it's like trash It like it's not even like oh it's just not good it was like God, Uh, you're sick. You're sick. How fast did we start sweating?
1: Oh, like within two minutes. I'm still sweating. I'm, I have not, it's been a good hour. I haven't kicked the sweats yet. Like, so little do, uh, little did we know, uh, Elise Paulo's wife was filming the the entire occasion. (laughs) I can't believe she stayed quiet. Yeah. She was just in the kitchen. She's, I'm not even paying attention to her. You know, I'm, I'm worried about the drink in my hand. And we take a sip and it's like, oh my God, is this awful. I mean if you go to our Instagram, hold my whist, at hold my whistle, you you'll watch the video of us drinking it, and you can see immediately on our face how bad this drink is. I don't think of myself as a shitty drink maker, but this fucking cocktail was horrible. I wouldn't pour this drink for my worst enemy. I would never recommend muzzle flash to anyone. Stop making whiskey. Washington State if this is your only distillery, make beer. Yeah. D- do Don't Stop making whiskey. Oh, we, we watched the promo or the, uh, the commercial The on commercial on YouTube. I was like, it YouTube. Can't be. And it was just, oh, if you like a smooth sipping whiskey, this is the one for Bullshit. you. You know what you do? You fucking sip this all the way to the fucking garbage disposal. I want to see if
0: this thing will run my car. It's gasoline. Actually, one time. So do you remember when we went to Crowley and me and Louis took the freaking... The hatchback? No, no. Well, that out, too. But no, we took a quad and a motorcycle out, and the quad ran out of gas, and I tied the rope around Louie, and oh, he pulled I, me in on I the quad. that. And we tried to siphon gas. I've had gasoline in my mouth. I've tasted better gasoline. This shit is worse. I've, I've done the same. I've tasted fuck better muzzle gasoline. muzzle flash. This is horrible. Horrible. If I, I was a kid, and I was sneaking out of my parents' house, and my dad had a bottle of muzzle flash, I'd be
1: like, fuck it, we're going sober. <laughs> yeah. I'm not drinking tonight, guys. I am so pissed. It, it was... The most, I had to, I had to waste a good ice cube, a good, like. Orange peel. I orange, got that shit from Chile. That was oh, from the organic store. I went to it. And that's your rival country. <laughs> oh, I hate Chile. And he bought oranges from Chile to enhance our drinks. Yeah. And I, I'm not one to bitch. We are not we, one to bitch out not on drinks. To, so I even tried again. I was like, you know what? I
0: know I had a bad first. I'm, like, I'm going to give it, I'm going to go back again. And then I almost puked.
1: Yeah, like I've I, never my ears were seen my, I was you that crying. bad. Oh. Like, your, your face was almost instant puke. If you're listening to this
0: and you see a bottle of Muzzle Flash, boo the liquor store owner. I've, I've got two thumbs way down. I'm not drinking anymore. I almost only want, I'm sick of talking about it, but it was so, it was offensive. It, it, it killed my taste buds. For yeah. a good. So ten minutes. We immediately uh, you called out breakers, yeah. but we went straight to the dickle.
1: Yeah, we, we we're holding on to the breakers because you know the breakers is special occasion. You know, it's so
0: local. I'm, you know, I'm sure going I'm going to get more, but we haven't had the dickle in a couple couple weeks, and
1: we went right back to it. And the thank first God. the first sip just cleansed the palate. You could feel that shitty taste just getting melted oh, away. Well, yeah, it, it oh, just
0: smelling the dickle was great great oh. for the entry but yeah again like you said it washed away the rest of the muzzle flash and it finished bad oh it was it, I, I could but it clean it cleansed my
1: palate again and you know then the dickle saved the day the dickle came through and like saved the show today oh. we were gonna be super aggravated just snarl face muzzle flash makes angry drunks oh yeah i i mean holy shit if you drink muzzle flash you have very poor choice in whiskey. Yeah. They, you know, Chickamuck Bay or Chickanut Bay. I'm never going there. I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah. They better have good ducks and geese to hunt because that's the only reason I'd go to that shithole. Man, I'll tell you what. But hey, if you have any recommendations on a whiskey we should try, throw us out. We are. We're, this is our new uh, pastime. Yeah, we're we're open for suggestions. But if it tastes shitty like muzzle flash, we're going to tell you to eat shit. Oh, Yeah. Ne- we'll never take a recommendation or shout-out from you ever. Yeah, I mean, as bad as this sounds, I'd rather drink Canadian Club or Canadian Mist over this, even Black Velvet. Oh, you hate the And Black I hate Black Velvet. What happened to you in Black Velvet? Oh, You know, there was there was a time in high school where um, on the weekends we'd go camp at Kachuma, and we'd go with our good buddy Brian Bull and uh, his uh, his late dad, John Bull, You know Oh he was a Black Velvet guy John was a Black Velvet guy Oh I like him more. And A Coors Light guy Funny story Just to sidetrack Off the uh, Off the Black Velvet We were camping one night And you know We're we're all underage One night in band camp (laughs) We're we're all camping out And there's like 10 of us And John Bull loved to camp with us And hang out And you know Spend quality time Albeit you know (laughs) Providing alcohol to minors But he'd sit there and just tell us stories about when he was a kid and, you know, we'd be having cocktails. We're all 18 and some of us were 18. I wasn't 18. But we got uh, we, we were in a campsite way down in the overflow where nobody really camps. Ranger came up one night and there's a big ice chest and there's probably like 60 beers in there. And the rain, there's one ranger talking and there's one kind of hanging back. Everybody's trying to ditch their beers. <laughs> and he uh, he's talk the rangers talking to John Bull and he's like, what's in the ice chest? He opens it up and it's like, it's full of beer. And he goes, are these your beers, sir? And he's like, yeah, those are my, those are my beers. He's like, all of them. John Bull puffs his chest up Real quick Real quick I mean he's like 65 At the time He goes What are you trying to say You don't think I can drink All them beers Cause he has like a Like a Georgia accent He He talk, What was the guy From King of the Hill Oh a uh, Boomhauer. He talked like this
0: hey, <laughs> some of that. hey hey, Okay Sean Oh but That's how John Bull talks. Uh, I only met him Once or two One or two times but John Bull He talked like this How are you doing Sean Good to see about that What are
1: you trying to say I can't drink all them beers I mean And John Bull would drink Beers for days I mean 30 beers was no problem for john bull and <laughs> from then on it was like john bull was our coors light champion and you know but god rest his soul um you know he's in a better place now but the the memories we had with him will always be remembered
0: yeah but
1: you know that that that's whiskey time for today uh, public service announcement: Do not drink muzzle flash whiskey. Mm-mm. If you like drinking horse piss, then by all means drink it. If not, fucking dump it down your drain mm. life or is don't too buy good. It. Yeah, life is too good. So we're gonna move this bottle of muzzle flash get out, out of here. our out of our eyesight. So we hey, can't let's get into the show. Sure.
0: All right, hey, we're gonna be talking about the NFL Hall of Fame and and the inductee uh, inductee speeches. Pretty funny stuff. I want to talk about some hard hitting NFL football players. And just a couple of things that are happening in the NBA. Um, but let's start it off with my favorite segment. My starting lineup, Sean. Give it to me.
1: All right. So today in my starting lineup, uh, I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers. a Aaron? a a Ron. You know, I'm not a Packer fan. They are. Um, the Packer fans, they are creepy. They're everywhere. Oh, they're they're sneaky, you know. They're people you wouldn't expect, uh-uh. but they're diehard. They love them, cheeseheads. So the reason the reason I'm picking Aaron Rodgers today is you know they had a bad practice and he called his guys out as a leader should. They were in a scripted period where they had cards for all the young guys, and you know they were give, in his words they were given piss poor effort and they were running wrong routes with. Cards held up to him. He he called him out for lack of effort and something that he's not accustomed to dealing with in the organization. Well, you know, and as coaches, you know, we always say this,
0: you hate coaching effort. You know, you want to see it Get Even if he messes up, you know, you could coach what he did wrong yeah. or if there was a, a foul technique. But coaching effort. You can't coach effort. You can't coach effort. But, go harder. Go Try. I hate saying those things.
1: Yeah, and and you know on our coaching staff that's that's one of our like mantras is you know we can coach scheme and and all that other stuff but you can't coach effort yeah. effort is non-negotiable you yeah. go hard or you don't play what's ray ray say effort's between you and you exactly i mean you know and to call your guys out especially because he was he was he said he was happy with like Cobb and Devonte Adams, Adams. But he was disgusted at the effort from his younger guys. But so It's impressive. It's, for me, it was like a Kobe moment.
0: Remember how Kobe used to call out his guys? Oh, yeah. After, <laughs> in between championships and after championships. You know, you got to be able to ride your guys and push them. And if they don't respond,
1: you know, ownership management should take notice. Yeah, you don't have the right personnel. You know? uh, it's like you have cards Drawn up, you're a professional athlete. There's no reason you should be going half speed or running the wrong routes. Does that, you know, make you think about the the kind of season
0: Aaron Rodgers is gonna have this year, or do you think it's gonna be a positive turn for them? You and know,
1: or is it better early than late? I think it's better early than late, but you know, that's kinda of worrisome. If I'm Aaron Rodgers, you know, these are the guys you're working with. And these, you know how how many receivers there are probably right now in camp that are going to get cut? Oh, at least five.
0: You know, you know. I'm sure, I'm sure there's the, the top like two 10 guys, guys. Yeah, and they got, you got Jimmy Graham. There's it's pretty solid, but he's you know he's trying to build depth or he's trying to really make those guys race to the top. I don't think it's that big of a deal.
1: No, I don't either. The receiving I, core isn't hurting. But he's just. I think it's more of a motivational thing to, you know, you guys are, he he's trying to make a point to the young guys that you're professional athletes now and this is what is expected. Yeah. You know, it's, this isn't college. Somebody's not going to hold your hand through everything. And, you know, the expectations are up here. And if you don't meet that, you need to pick your shit up or you're going to go yeah. home. I like how, you know, it reminds me of Peyton that he's like, I
0: run this part of practice. He's in charge of it. Oh. you know oh yeah. and it reminds like I said it reminds me of pain I wonder how many other quarterbacks is it only the top echelon guys that are running certain segments in practice
1: uh, i I think that's pretty accurate you know I'm sure there's guys like guys on the cusp of you know taking over that that ownership role of certain segments like that you know they're just either not quite there yet or they don't have the overall ability you know to run that or they haven't commanded the respect from their their team yet. Do you think? Do you think Danica just got on him a little bit, and he just had a bad day? I don't think so. If Danica got on him, I think it's a good thing for oh, if him. Oh, Danica got yeah. But you know, she's got that resting bitch face. She you does, know. but she's still good looking. Ugh. Good for him. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, she, hopefully she made him feel better at the end of the oh, day. Yeah, you know, yeah. little TLC for AA Ron. Mm. Who do you got starting today, Paulo? In my starting lineup. You know, I've mentioned how much I love the football documentary
0: last night, day one. Cleveland Browns, Hard Knocks, Episode 1. Just a fun time for me. You know, I'm getting excited. got my popcorn ready. I just want to watch an hour of what summer camp is for for one of these NFL teams. And it was really funny for me because one of the first scenes is you you get Nick Chubb coming off the plane and Baker Mayfield. And Baker's got, like, his one entourage dude, little skinny white guy with a gold chain and, you know— the the team has someone to meet him in the airport and Nick Chubb is by the, the luggage carousel by himself and he's got like a camera on him. So everyone's kind of looking at him and no one knows who he is. And they're like, are you a player? And some random like Asian dude's like, you play in the NFL. He's like, yeah. He's like, what's your name? He's like, Nick. (laughs) And the guy's like, welcome to Cleveland. (laughs) Random. And no one knows who Nick Chubb is. I'm like, this guy is phenomenal. The kid's going to be good. You know, and Baker's got all this, his, you know, crew around him. And like I said, people from the team, like helping him out, figuring it out. And he's all hoity-toity. People are coming up to him, doing Instagram pictures. And so, you know, it starts off like that. It's pretty funny. You know, and there's just,
1: you know, getting to meet the characters. You know, you got Coach Hugh Jackson. Is it it Nick Chubb or Bradley Chubb? Oh, no, Bradley Chubb went to Denver. No, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb. Um,
0: No, but Coach Hugh Jackson, you know. Uh, is that his third year? Second year is the Cleveland Browns head coach. Oh no, he's
1: he's been there for, for like a five. Five. Yeah. Okay, but you know, shoot, coming off like, last year's. he's got like the worst record of any head coach known to man. And how you know he's got he's built a pretty solid coaching staff. Well, it's kind of easy when you have two first round draft picks in the top ten every year. <laughs> you should be better, right? But no, they they got he's got an awesome coaching
0: staff too. Um, but right off the bat, dude, like bad news. I guess his brother died earlier in the month. And then his mom died, like, within two weeks after that. Hugh Jackson or Nick Chubb? No, Hugh Jackson, the coach. Oh, that's So you see kind of, like, this thing, but he's such, like, a football guy. They're, like, in an offensive meeting watching film. And I don't know if it's, like, the GM or someone comes in, like, to give his condolences, and he doesn't know that he walked into a meeting. He's like, hey, I'm sorry. You know, he's like, hey, I'll talk to you later. Don't want to interrupt the meeting. Walks out, and he's got his O-line coach, receivers coach, all the rest of the offensive crew. And he's like, Hey guys, yeah, my mom just died. Right. And everyone's like, Oh, sorry, sorry. You know, prayers is and that And he's like, okay, thanks guys. And so this is inside zone and goes right back into football. Yeah. You know, like he's, you know, it's probably his getaway and like his thing, but he's just so focused on, you know, the, the head coach life. Oh yeah. Um, and then, it's like football guys too. It's like, Hey, what do you do in your free time? Like you just talk football. Right. I mean, it's what you do. It's what you're about. Yeah. Your downtime, like if you're a head coach and you're talking to another head coach or a football guy, you just talk football, you know, but that's happening for him and just crazy stuff. But uh, another,
1: um, you know, moment that you even brought up to me and showed me was like Jarvis Landry. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Josh sent me the Taylor Rooks Instagram clip of Jarvis Landry in the receiver. I'm, I'm assuming it's the receiver meetings.
0: Yeah, it's the receiver meeting. And they had a couple practices you know, and he's like, "Hey, can I talk?" Receiver coach is like, "Yes." He goes around the lights. He's in front of the screen, and just starts talking about effort and practice. You know, pretty much uh, Aaron Rodgers moment. Oh yeah, with, with I think a lot more attitude, and just talks about n- needing to practice because I guess people weren't practicing, going a hundred percent, and you know, just. Not having the right attitude and talking about how contagious it is. Dealing with, in, dealing with injuries. Injuries, playing tough, and we talk about that all the time. You know, I have young players, but at the varsity level, you know, our kids figure it out by then. But, you know, are you injured or are
1: you hurt? Yeah, uh, a thing we live by is either you can or you can't. You know, we're not going to say, oh, you, you should take it easy. Either you can go or you can't go.
0: And, you know, I, you, would, you would think, hey, I'm about to get paid millions of dollars. This is my profession, my career. But it's the Cleveland Browns. And this is the kind of thing they have to deal with. And even Jarvis Landry, who's coming from a Miami program that's kind of shaky. They got rid of a handful of decent players and everything. But he's a pro bowler. He's a pro bowler. You know, listen to the guy. He's competitive. You know, we might have talked down about him in our fantasy league, but he's a he's the dude. Oh, yeah. And you should have seen his practices, bro. He's one-handed catching, running routes like a champ, you know. But that's what Hard Knocks says. Yeah. Hard Knocks will make you believe that. They're the, the greatest team solid. in the NFL. Oh, they're awesome. But he is solid. I mean. But if you get the chance to watch that speech, that's real. you know, you know, we're, we might show our team that. Yeah. And we'll probably post it on Instagram. Yeah. You know, and, and I was talking about uh, Hugh Jackson's staff. You know who the defensive coordinator is? It's uh, Greg Williams. Yeah. The, you know, and I can't look at him because he's given like a speech and he gets intense. And all I think about is, you know, the Saints and what was it called? The uh, headhunting gay or something like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, Bounty gate, bounty gate bounty gate that's all i think about
1: and oh, freaking yeah.
0: vilma <laughs> and just taking out brett Favre. oh yeah that should have been a good year for the vikings to make a good super bowl run yeah dude and they just knocked this shit out of everybody how many late hits oh god was it kurt warner got late hit and some, freaking
1: it was everybody everyone was once
0: you look at it you're like oh my gosh i wonder what the money was at.
1: hey i'm sure it was big and you that's know, all i think about i was like The Browns need that. Hey, I I can respect that. I can respect that. It's like you're getting, you're trying to get the most out of your guys. Yeah. Especially in the NFL. And he's got such a bad hair dye job. Like it's like three different
0: colors. Like there's roots. (laughs) There's a light brown and the tips are black. I'm like, are you supposed to do it the other way around? It's like, come on, buddy. You're trying too hard. Yeah. No, but that's my starting lineup. Uh, You know, I'm a big hard knocks guy. And, you know, I'm excited to see, you know, I'm probably going to give an update every week on how that's going, you know. But I just want to let you guys know there's a lot of people drafting in this next week or two. Do not pick any Browns, guys. Just <laughs> don't do it. There might be a guy or two, you know, maybe Gordon, but do not pull the trigger early on any Browns
1: players. Yeah. So being, being that they were going into riding the pine and you picked the Browns on hard knocks, I'm going to pick a Brown for riding the pine. Sit down. Shit. Rookie receiver, Antonio Callaway. He was recently arrested for marijuana possession or was arrested or cited for marijuana possession. Plus, he had gun parts and bullets in a, like in his car in during his car, the driving. weed bust. Not uh, good. Is he hanging out with Josh Gordon? Right. Like, why can't like, is there good weed in Cleveland? What is it with Brown's receivers? I mean, oh. come on, dude. And he's a rookie. Rookie out of Florida, promising he had, you know, a promising prospect. He um he balled at Florida. The the cat was a stud in the SEC for I want to say three years, and now you have a shot to get paid in the NFL, and That's you're gonna go and do some stupid shit like that. So what's the suspension like for that now? Is it gonna be a year? Is it four games? Um, I you know I don't know. I do they just cut him because it's summer? It, it he's a rookie. He could get cut. I mean. That's just stupid. You know, you're, you're jeopardizing everything you've worked for up until that point. It's going to be such a good episode of Hard Knocks. Oh, God. You know, because you know it's coming, and it's going to be full blast. So, you know, Antonio Calloway, come on, dude. You're, you're, you've hit the pinnacle. You're, you're there. All Everything you've struggled for with family and, you know, growing up, if you had a hard childhood or whatever it was. You're willing to throw it all away for... And the gun parts, like
0: in bullets, like... It's like, dude, really? You know? Well, at least was it in the case? I wonder where, how that
1: was situated. Like, I don't... If that makes the arrest worse or not. Yeah, I... I that I don't but know. But under
0: the influence?
1: Yeah, I haven't seen the full police report on it, but it's like, dude, you, figure it out. You're a professional athlete. On the Browns, you're on Hard Knocks, it's... Everything's magnified. Oh yeah, you're you're under the mic- microscope. So that is my riding the pine this but week, but just typical of the city. That's one the blow for. What do we put it for? I forget. Uh, it, it, Cleveland won. Oh yeah, Cleveland. It was Cleveland for something. I don't. I don't being even, the worst. Being the worst at something. Yeah, it's so just, just you know, just it keeps compounding on the city of Cleveland. You know, LeBron leaves, and then they have this whole fiasco. With the Browns and how shitty they are, but all these good draft picks, are they going to be good? You know, there, there's a lot of talent on that team. But Ugh. things like this don't help. And the fact that they traded Corey Coleman away for a seventh-round pick to the Bills makes me wonder what happened. I don't know. He was supposed to be the number two guy, you know, opposite of Josh Gordon, and now you trade him away, and then your rookie stud... That's supposed to be like this number three slot guy. Do they still make paper grocery bags? (laughs) Why? Because he's going to be bagging groceries?
0: No, because the fans need to cover their heads. Oh, yeah. Just get them back out, you know. Spend a 10 cents. Cover your head up. I don't know if they charge in Cleveland for bags they like should. they do in California. They shouldn't.
1: They shouldn't. Yeah, they should just give just them away. Go ahead. We understand. We feel, them, we feel for you. Give them away at the stadium gates before you enter. Here. <laughs> free feel, bags. Feel free to cover yourself. So
0: you get you bobbleheads for baseball games and you get grocery bags at fucking Cleveland Browns games. <laughs> Who do you got riding the pine All bro? right. So my riding the pine this week is D-Hop, the, uh, the Texans wide receiver. DeAndre Hopkins. D-ho- DeAndre Hopkins. Has recently confirmed is dating Iggy Azalea. Ooh. And now you might think, like, hey, that's good for him. Really? It's not a time to be dating a star rapper. You know, maybe she's going around, but I'm just talking about track record. Think about when she was dating Nick Young in LA. They weren't doing that, you know, didn't help his game. Yeah. you You know, I think it's just a bad time. He's a primary receiver in a lot of people's drafts. Didn't he get, didn't Nick Young get traded after they broke up? Right. Nick Young did cheat, but did she lead him to cheating? Uh, Who knows? Who knows? I like Iggy Azalea. Who doesn't? She got mad booty. She's done a lot of plastic surgery. Whatever.
1: She's not a bad rapper. I mean, you know. She has a bad rap as well. Yeah. You know, she's still lyrics or she's not that original. She she creates a lot of beef. You know, I was watching a video and she's got like several beefs with other stars. She had a nice, you know, I, anyways, I just don't think it's good for DeAndre Hopkins. It's in her bad timing. And to come public with something like that, you know, it's it's like we were talking about this earlier. We, uh, we were talking about A-Rod and his choices. You know, he dated Madonna, you know, all in the public limelight. And then, you know, he's married to, is he married to J-Lo now? No, there's... They're living the life, though. Yeah. They
0: are not married, but I follow A-Rod on our Instagram, and he and J-Lo are just everywhere. Yeah. The kids are with them. This is the—I've never—you know, A-Rod was kind of like a bad guy in my eyes,
1: and right now he's the a good guy. Yeah. But he's looking cool. All his relationships have been, like, super public and, like, well-publicized. It's like, if you're going to be... He did a Cameron Diaz too, right? Or yeah. was that Derek? No, it was him. I think it was him. My, my thing is, is like, if you're going to be a public figurehead of a major sporting organization, it's like, try and keep your personal life as low key as possible. Look at Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter was with half of the Maxim Top 100 models. And the or, other half were Victoria's Secret models. Yeah. So it's like, you never heard anything about that in the news, the tabloids. Like, Derek Jeter was super low-key, and, you know, the only thing anybody ever said, like, after they'd split, is he was a total gentleman. Right. You know, so. He he, he left them with a the parting gift. Yeah, you know, <laughs> take, if you're going to take relationship advice with somebody, do it from Derek Jeter. Right. So, yeah, D-Hop, you know, not saying that it's a bad
0: choice. Maybe a bad choice of putting it public and putting it out there, you know? let it Let it run its course a little bit and then come out, you know? Let us know that it's a real commitment type thing. Because, you know, at least just saw her with Demi Lovato. She's hanging out with Demi Lovato.
1: Yeah, then she uh ODs, then Demi Lovato ODs on heroin. We love Demi though. Sure. Sure we do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so that's our Riding the Pine starting lineup. Um, Sean, let's talk about the NFL
1: Hall of Fame inductees. Um, in in my opinion, like probably one of the best classes. To hit the Hall of Fame, oh defensive studs collectively receiving studs. Oh, just when you're inducting the number two and three receivers in terms of stats and all the major categories at one time, you know that alone is just huge. And the fact that you throw arguably one of the best linebackers in Ray Lewis. In that mix and then another guy like Brian Erlacher oh, yeah. in that mix, it's just it totally sends it over the moon. So yeah, great class, but let's you know, there's only one thing that everyone saw was Ray Lewis's speech. It started out really good. But did you not you we expected it? Oh yeah, you know, Ray Lewis is a very good motivational speaker. You know, I've watched some of his speeches to like high school teens, right? And he young talks kids. to colleges. He does a great job. But, you know, he's a he's a reformed man now, you know, ever since the uh, Atlanta incident. Yeah. The uh, what was it? Accessory or witness. He witnessed to a crime, witness to a murder or whatever. You know, he found the Lord and more power to him for that. Whatever, whatever he needs to make. He himself. took us to church. Yeah. For about half hour. And it's like, dude, I don't want to hear your sermon. I really don't. I'm sorry. You know was funny, too, is that, you know, everyone stays behind the podium.
0: You know, they're talking to the mic. Ray Lewis has, like, the Britney Spears microphone coming off his ear. He's walking on the stage side to side. He's working the crowd.
1: Who, who's, the, Who, who's who's done that? Who's that motivational speaker? Tony? Um, the With like, the big teeth? Yeah. <laughs> God, I can't, I could can see his face, but I can't think of his damn name. The motivational speech, Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins. He was like Tony Robbins of the NFL Hall of Fame speeches, just trying to spread the the good word and all that. It's like, Ray, we get it. Did you see that funny moment where he was talking
0: about how his dad wasn't there? And, you know, he, he's there for his kids. And he's like, that's why I still kiss my kids on the mouth. All <laughs> of them. Because my dad wasn't there. And all they show his kids and all of them are like, no, dad, why do you have to throw that out there? Oh, man, like all the kids are just like super embarrassed, <laughs> super funny. Yeah, it's you like— know, His it, kids are balling, though. Oh, wow. One of them's Division One. One's is, at Miami, I think. Yeah. And then, you know, they're running backs, and I
1: don't think too many are playing defense. They're I, ball carriers. Yeah, I think they're more offensive— but, you know, there's definitely some, some good genes in that household. I mean, well, if you were, think about it, if you were Ray Lewis's kid, how motivated would you be? You better be. I mean, Ray Lewis, Ray Lewis as a, Ray Lewis, the dad is not taken kindly to laziness. Oh, no. You're not going to be a scrub. Either you don't play or you come fully committed. He's intense, man, and he just talked about a lot of stuff, but it was a pretty good Hall of Fame speech. Now, on the other spectrum of that, did you see To speech? Um, I did not watch a whole lot of T.O.'s speech. I know he thanked Kobe for, you know, being an inspiration to him. I wonder
0: if leader. he even met Kobe. He just watched his games and saw news. The big, the
1: big knock for me on T.O. in that is he did it from Tennessee Chattanooga, his, his college, yeah, his college campus. It's like, this is the pinnacle moment of the culmination of your career. You, everything you did was to get to this point and you couldn't even show up. You know, it's kind of, uh, it, I get it's it. It's embarrassing. It's his style. It's his, style. It's it his style. You know, it's always, you know, hate me because they're not me kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that chip on his shoulder just never seems to get any smaller. And just to not show up to me is like, it's kind of. And really just because he wasn't a first ballot guy. Yeah, it's kind of disrespectful. I didn't like
0: it. I didn't like the move, you know, like, that's cool. You're showing love for your college, but it's like you were able to do something. You're trying to show up the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I I didn't understand the the maneuver there. I don't think he's going to be accepted for a while. Because uh, those group of guys, that when you're Hall of Famer, they have a whole thing that weekend.
1: Oh yeah, you're you're part of the crew. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you've waited, you've waited however many years to achieve this moment. Certain guys wait decades. Look, perfect example in this class. You got Jerry Kramer. Jerry Kramer stopped playing in the late '60s. One of the best guards of all time, and you know he waited fi- almost 50 years to to for his induction. And I'm sure every year the, the disappointment when he's watching the Hall of Fame draft of guys he either played with or played against, you know, going in before him. When, you know, deep down, he knows, oh, I belong there. Yeah. And it's like, is my day ever going to come? It's And so, you know, not a great speech.
0: You yeah. know, he talked about a lot of them talked about the haters because, you know, when you're a pro athlete. You're going to have fans that don't like you or certain thing in media. But they, everyone had the hate speech. Tio's was just irrelevant to me. Well, you know, yeah. Brian Dawkins was talking about that. Like, thank you, haters. You motivated me to be me. Yeah. You know, and I, the way he played.
1: Oh, yeah. You what know. a guy. I mean, I didn't think he was going to get in so early. I didn't I didn't I didn't see that either. But, you know, just trying to go back to Jerry Kramer for a second. It's like, you know, you look at his career and it's like he has one of the most iconic blocks in one of the most famous games ever the The touchdown to win the Ice Bowl, where he lead blocks for Bart Starr and clears the way. I mean that that is a quintessential moment. That was on NFL NFL films, like intro music. Oh yeah, to the show. Forever. It's it's huge. Finally, you know. If, I'm sure if he died tomorrow, he'd be the happiest man in the world, you know? Yeah. No At least regrets. he got that recognition while he was still alive. Like, what, what I liked was is I watched the introductions where they introduced him and they go through, like, the gauntlet of gold jacket guys and they shake their hands like... Not a lot of the young guys know the old timers, but he knew every old timer and he's like, oh, I'm glad to be with you finally, They're you, know, boys, you know, you you're know, finally in exactly, you know, just the humble humbleness of that whole experience and just finally, you know, being accepted into that elite group of athletes. You know, what's crazy is like, I always respect those guys because I never
0: watched them play, but you know, watching like. You know, these guys that are the Brian Dawkins, the Erlacher, Ray Lewis, we watched their whole career and they're already in. Yeah, it's, it's insane. It's funny to see, you know, a lot, lot of young guys. Um, you know what I watched was kind of funny because Randy Moss made it top three receiver of all time. So, you know, they, were just, they, they did a special on uh, how they make the bust. For him. Oh, do, all his pictures? All, they show all the pictures and he's choosing what smile and this and that, what hairstyle. And he wanted to have the one with the fro. Did I he thought that? he was
1: going to go with the fro. It would have been the...
0: You know, because there's a couple fro's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. You know, the guys from the 70s, exactly.
1: but not like Randy's. Not like Randy's. Randy's was rotund. The My favorite Randy Moss cut up of all time is when um, DJ Steve Porter, I want to say... He did the uh, get your 84 jerseys out mix, yeah, yeah, yeah. the one clap. And it's like that's where the whole straight cash homie thing came from. It's like, hey, Randy, you going to write checks for these fines? No, nah, man. How are you going to pay these guys? Straight cash, homie. <laughs> I mean, Randy Moss, you love him or hate him, you cannot deny his game. Oh, He, he to me, created the ultimate deep threat wide receiver. And his his speed oh. was insane. I think with the
0: bust we were talking about, too, is he might be the first bust with cornrows. Uh,
1: you know... It's that, it's up for debate. It, it, I, I'm going to say yes, he is. It's definitely up for debate. And it's just, you know, Randy. everybody thinks that Randy Moss is just a deep threat guy. And, you know, when they compare him to Jerry Rice, it's like, well, Jerry Rice went over the middle and this and that. But... If you look at Randy Moss's career and look who he had throwing him the ball in terms of, you know, they com- got cannons for him. And comparing comparing Jerry Rice's quarterbacks to oh. Randy Moss, you know, you know, Jerry Rice obviously played with Joe Montana and Steve Young, but he also had Taylor at receiver and good tight ends. Randy for don't
0: get me wrong, he started off with Chris Carter. Yeah. But can you name any of his like other receivers that he played with?
1: Uh, Not, it's, it, you got to think about it Exactly And Randy was the main guy And the only quarterback he had thrown the ball was for what? Three years and two years in New England? Yeah
0: and no, I'll give it to Randall I liked Randall He was probably the best Randall Cunningham I've seen
1: when You know those first couple years Because he had an amazing rookie year Those well, first couple years Well even he, Randy Moss Colpepper though Randy Moss to me kept Dante Pepper in the NFL Oh yeah You know, the fact that Dante Culpepper's huge arm couldn't overthrow him and he'd come down with it was just, you know, icing on the cake for Dante Culpepper to have a successful career.
0: Yeah. Um, But talking about the defensive players, Sean, let's kind of go somewhere else with this. Uh, You know, I'm I'm watching all this YouTube and, you know, I'm loading up our Instagram with, you know, a lot of these big hits that we're seeing. And some of them are crushing hits, right? And so I I go into this rabbit hole of YouTube films and – Somebody makes uh, a film saying that this is the the hardest hitter in the NFL in the last couple of years, and it's Mark Barron from uh, he's playing for the Rams right now, but he was a he was a Buccaneer. Yeah, he was drafted by the Bucks. I want to say he came from Florida State. I think so. He's a hard hitting guy. Yeah, you he, know, and it's not like there's some hits that are like okay, but he's not a safety anymore. He's he's, he's moved, a backer. He's moved to linebacker because he's so big, right? And you know, I'm thinking like. Before, you know, when we were younger, you know, not too much younger, but we, there was a lot of hard-hitting
1: guys. Oh, yeah. We had, like, when our younger days, you know, there was Steve Atwater, and then there was Brian Dawkins. Ronnie John Lott. Lynch, Ronnie Lott. Then you had the Woodsons. And then, uh, I mean, you had Rod and Darren Woodson. And then... But there um, was dudes out there that could lay wood. Oh, yeah. You know, and now with the new rules, and don't get me wrong, you know, hey,
0: we want to keep these players playing. But that hard-hitting guy... Is not really
1: a staple anymore, and or they're they're the penalized guy. Yeah, and you and know they're paying fees, and that brings me to another point. It's like um, there was a Sports Center post about uh, God. I don't know what his first name is, but he's a safety for the Vikings, and his last name is C- uh, Sandejo. Yeah, I cannot think of his first name, but he was wearing a hat that created a little buzz, and it's his hat says "Make Football Violent Again." Right, you know, and. I want one of those hats. Well, it's a fan thing,
0: you know? Like, I put up these Instagram videos, and everyone loves the big hit. Everybody loves the big hit. The woo hit. The woo moment. Oh, yeah. Like, Ronnie would say that.
1: Oh, yeah. Everybody wants to see that. Nobody wants to see the New Orleans Saints versus the Minnesota Vikings in the playoffs where the guy whiffs because he can't hit him. Right. You know, it's like, in the old days, Stephon Diggs gets lit up. You know, I used to love uh, Jack... Jack Tatum for the
0: Raiders. I never watched him play. I'm never old enough. I wasn't old enough. But he used to put like little Christmas bells on his cleats,
1: <laughs> so they could hear. him So coming. they could
0: hear him come in, and he. But on the same time, he would crush people. Oh yeah. He re- didn't he like paralyze the guy? I uh, I think so. Like you're not going to get that anymore. No more clotheslining and all that stuff. Of course, that's not legal. But you know the hard hitting guy,
1: like who you know sticks out in your mind right now, current player. Well, it would have been Cam Chancellor, right? But he just retired. And, you know, I think injuries were catching up with Cam, and, you know, the game wasn't really suited for him to play the way he normally plays. You know, all these bullshit rules that affect a defensive player, you know, you can't touch him after five yards, you can't hit him high, you can't hit him low, it's like, what are you supposed to do, like... Just let him run over you and catch the ball. It's yeah. you know makes no sense to me because you're going to
0: get that you know that linebacker that does a good job and he's going to get a good hit here and there, but he's not. You know he doesn't have that big hitter. You know
1: uh, logo a, on top of his name. A guy that I'm looking forward to to seeing if he will assume that role is the uh, the strong safety for the Falcons, Keanu Neal kind of that same camp chancellor build like really big for a safety looks like linebacker but fucking runs like a safety. He Those can Linebackers lay... aren't built the same way anymore either. No. They are lots they're fast, they're slender, they could drop into coverage. But they're still 62, 63, 240 yeah. and they're running like gazelles out oh, there. Oh, they're fast as hell. So it's like, you know, are are the days of that hard hitting, decleating safety like gone? You know, what are we going to see? are we going to get these guys that are just kind of tripping people and you know pulling up on guys where you yeah. know normally guys are getting lit up. So who okay, let's go
0: old school then. Your who's your favorite old school big hitter?
1: Old school big hitter. Um you know from the safety position, I I
0: would I, it be a safety?
1: To to me safeties have the best shot at, like, the decleting hits. Right. In between the tackles, it's a lot different. You know, the linebackers, everybody's got to hit as a linebacker. You know, you don't get to that level if you can't hit or tackle. Right. So, but to me, you know, you think of hard hitter, you think of a safety. Like, you know, Ronnie Lott's definitely in the top three for sure. But me, I you know, I'm more privy to Steve Atwater. You okay, know, the, Bron- the, the the Broncos. Yeah, the Broncos, free safety. 27, right? Uh, yeah, when he lit up Christian Okoye. That was awesome. You know, that just... And me, he wasn't a big guy. No, Steve Atwater was n- is not a large man. I've met Christian Okoye at a, gol- a few golf tournaments. He's a big dude. Oh, man. That's and good. to watch him get flat-backed, like, bad by a safety just goes to show you what kind of lumber this guy's laying oh yeah well i'm gonna go old
0: school my my big hitter and you know again i never watched him play but his film is
1: insane and it is from the linebacker spot is butt kiss oh yeah he, he was, ruined people you just na i've met him i've met him as well he's just he was just a mean and fucking nasty player awesome hits and like it looked like it,
0: people were hurting don't get me wrong, you see people get hit and they get, you know, scorpioned up or they get folded up
1: or they get they get the air knocked out of them. When buck is hit you, are just like, oh my gosh, get the ambulance out there. Oh, you know, it's like um it's like they say in in uh, some of the movies, it's like some guys shoot to kill or some guys shoot to wound. The guy was insane. He was trying to kill you. Yeah. You know, and that's the way the position was meant to be played at that time, and now it's you know, you still got to have that edge, but you got to be able to run. Yeah. So if you have any uh, big hitters that you like,
0: you know, we need to get more comments. Yeah. You, you know, know, go to the you know the Podbean uh, website is a great place to leave comments. It's easy. You don't really even have to, you know, log in. You could just leave a comment uh, on our podcast. Um, the Apple app. Podcast. Yeah. Leave a comment. Yeah. Let us know who you're who you're liking. You know, maybe we could compare them and see how it's going. I I also, I, I wanted it to be a a category in our random draft. You know, yeah, that would have been a good. It would one. have been fun, maybe for next year. Um, but Sean, let's talk about some baseball. All
1: right, we got week three with the Manny Wood. Yeah, you know, Dodgers are playing well. They're they're you know in a tight race with the Diamondbacks. Last I checked, it was with, they were with one within one game of the D-backs for first place in the N- a- NL West. Um, you know, Manny Machado himself is 6 for 6 for his last 24 no home runs no uh, no RBIs one stolen base kind of in a bit of a slump but you know the team's winning he's you know assuming the role at third base and you know it's 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 the doldrums of the season you know baseball is the battle of attrition 162 games over like 6 months and you know it's just it's a grind you got to get out there and grind and the fact that he's staying healthy and you know still somewhat producing he's still gotta adjust yeah you know, you know he, he's living that west coast lifestyle now yeah so i'm gonna declare something i'm jumping on a bandwagon sean
0: weird that's what i do you know i you i'm jumping you know it's really your thing but i'm taking full advantage you
1: what's know? the last what's the last bandwagon
0: i've been on Well, you only jump on the big ones. You're a Patriot, New York Yankee, (laughs)
1: uh, you know. I did. I I jump on the Patriot bandwagon because I respect the way they play. Okay, whatever. They're not not my squad. Whatever. But I respect the way they play. I love their head coach. (laughs) Whatever they do works. Anyways, I love
0: this segment now. I'm taking full advantage. And, you know, I'm a Bay Area guy. And it was one of my first favorite baseball teams. And I'm jumping on the Oakland Athletics. Weird Bay Area homer pick. Well, you know, I used to have the San Francisco Giants split Oakland A's hat. And I was a big Bash Brothers guy. Ricky Henderson, Dennis Eckersley, you know, that whole squad. Battle of the Bay. But the Oakland A's, Moneyball, Billy Bean is coming through again.
1: Oh, I mean, and you look at their lineup. It's like the only guy they got that is like a legitimate stud, quote unquote, is Chris Davis. The dude hits bombs in the shittiest park known to baseball. I mean, <laughs> it's a tough park to play. he's got like 31 or 32 bombs and you know, it's just, it's ridiculously hard to hit bombs there. And then he plays in Seattle. The ball doesn't carry later in the season in Seattle. So it's like, holy shit. The dude's got pop. He's the only like true stud in that lineup. Yeah. So in the last couple of weeks, uh, well
0: earlier this week swept, the, the Detroit Tigers swept the Blue Jays. Um, they're tied one and one with the Los Angeles Dodgers right now. They won tonight, um, but before that, they went three out of four games against the Astros and some other team.
1: Yeah, they uh, they swept the series against the t- the season series against the Tigers, and they won all seven games. And they hadn't done they hadn't swept a series of a team in like seven years yeah there's 68 out of the 47 games you know making a push money ball
0: i think they're gonna do it they always have a fun playoff run the crowd gets huge in oakland
1: yeah but you but know they never really do it well they they're not they're not really built to it's take, the ultimate farm team yeah they're not built to take on those big powerhouse teams because they don't have the horses They're gonna do it this year because i'm on the wagon oh yeah how much you want to bet they don't not much. Exactly. That's what I thought. <laughs> not not too confident. I'm going to say it confidently. Uh, I'm just not financially stable enough. Hey, whatever you got to tell yourself to get through the day. Well, you know whatever helps you. But is there anything else happening in baseball for you, Sean? How's your fantasy team doing? Uh, we are still in second place. Uh, we had we had a decent week last week. Uh, we didn't we didn't gain as much ground as we would like because the guy in first place crushed the guy he was playing and it put him. I think we're five games back at first, but we're still up on the third place team, like 16 games or 15 games. Um, kind of shit in the bed the first couple of days of the week, but we seem to be pulling it out at the end of the week. So, you know, we're doing fine. Even if, even if we have an off week this week, we'll still, we'll still be in good shape with uh, four weeks left. All right. Well, hey, let's get into the NBA. All right. What All do you right. got? Carmelo. Oh, God. Will that guy just retire he already? He's been
0: traveling between <laughs> Oklahoma, Houston, Atlanta, Houston again. It's well, official.
1: Well, at least the f- flight between Oklahoma and Houston's relatively short. <laughs> but it's official now. He's a Houston Rocket. So what does that mean? Is he going to come off the bench? Is he going to be a starter? Is he accepting a lesser role and he's just okay with it? Is he being compliant? to? Well, who knows? I mean... You know, he had to wait to clear waivers from the Hawks, and he That's, did, and then he got picked back up by Houston, and, you know, it's official now. He's he's What role is he playing on that team? He's not going to be the scorer. You know, you got James Harden for that. You got Chris Paul. Uh, you got Capella down low. I really think he's not going to fill the shoes of well, Trevor Ariza. I think he's more of a decoy. I, you got it. You, you have to respect him when he's on the court, and,
0: you know, maybe that opens up a Harden, you know, so—
1: but long gone are the days of him being that reliable oh, yeah. scorer. It's you know, all done. If you can get twelve to fifteen points out of him with a few boards, a few assists, I call that a win, you mm-hmm. know. But his 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 statistics are in the steady decline. You know, his three point shooting's down. His overall field goal percentage is down. So it's you know he's got he, he's got some intangibles. You know, hopefully with some leadership qualities being a seasoned vet like he is with some of the young guys on that squad. But it's, you know, I don't think it's, it's not enough. It's not enough to overtake the Warriors in the West. No. I mean. Hey, but talking about the Warriors, the NBA just released their Christmas day schedule because
0: it's all they have right now to sell. And, uh, you know, the last couple of years, you know, the NBA does a good job of making, if you want to watch basketball on Christmas, it's going to be a pretty exciting game.
1: Well, it should be everybody's
0: home, right? And it's been the Warriors versus the Cleveland Cavaliers last couple of years, which is pretty much a preview of the championship game. Yeah, and it's not stopped. The Los Angeles Lakers are going to play the Golden State Warriors on Christmas Day. Um, you know they got to keep it going. That should be a bloodbath. You know it probably is going to be, uh, it's,
1: but it's LeBron, and he kind of comes up for Christmas. He does, but I just the lake the Lakers are going to be okay. They're going to get to the playoffs, and. <laughs> maybe they make it out of the first you round. You think they
0: make it to the playoffs?
1: Oh yeah. They, yeah. With LeBron, yeah. With LeBron, they're guaranteed no worse than 8 seed. Well, what do you, you think? Know, it's so tough, man. The uh, West, the, the, is, the just West is,
0: is if they make it, you know, and, and you know they they shouldn't try to get the, you know, top half. They're going to be on the bottom half. Yeah. They're, they're so young and and at the same time, you know just the crazy moves they're making, I can't make any predictions on it.
1: They're going to get stuck playing like a Houston or a Utah, maybe even uh New Orleans in the first round, yeah, and I don't think they have I don't think they have the guys to to compete with a lot of those young young teams yeah, I
0: follow LeBron on Instagram, and they're showing like highlights of LeBron just you know dribbling the ball in between other guys' legs that he practiced with in the summer, and uh what am I forgetting his name Steven? uh. Lance Stevenson, he's playing with him in his little home court gym, and he's doing the same thing. I'm like, this is not a preview. This is just a joke. There's they're playing against Bums.
1: Yeah, you know. I, I I thought I saw a picture of LeBron sitting in a chair wearing a pair of Kobe's. You know, was he? <laughs> yeah, he was wearing a pair of Kobe's, and it's like, is he the best player of the Lakers to ever wear Kobe's? You know, to each his own. Whether you think LeBron's the greatest or wherever you rank him, I mean. To, to rank him as the high, the best Laker to ever play the game before he's ever played a game with the Lakers, I think is a little Well, inaccurate. he's in contention of the best player of all time. You know,
0: people do have that conversation. I don't want to get into it. No, no. But he's in that conversation. He's not the best
1: Laker. Who's your favorite Laker of all time? My favorite Laker? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not a big... Kobe Magic? No, no. Kareem? No. Who's your favorite Laker? My
0: favorite Laker... Yeah, was... it's a, this is a fan pick, then?
1: Yeah, it's a total fan pick. Shaq.
0: Okay. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. That's not
1: that's not a fan pick. You're yeah, absolutely she should be good. I mean, you know, Lakers have had some phenomenal players in their history, and you know, you you really you could go with anybody. You could say Kobe. You could say Magic. You could say Kareem. You could say Elgin Baylor. Some people might even say Nick Van Exel. <laughs> Dude, uh, Nick Van Exel was a stud. What Fisher. What Fisher, Derek you Fisher, people. Robert Ory. I mean. You know, just, just guys. They have, they've had guys from the 80s all the way through. So many Lakers. So many good Lakers. Jerry West, the logo, for God's sakes. Right. I mean, just the, the amount of studs. James Worthy. You know, just mm-hmm. the list goes on and on and on. Um,
0: well, that's great. I'm just going to go run down the rest of the Christmas Day games. You got the Milwaukee Bucks playing the Knicks. Trash. Yeah. Unless you want to see Giannis.
1: Yeah, he's gonna dunk on somebody. It should be funny. Hey, but Porzingis is a stud. He is. He is. He, that's a nice little comment. Yeah. Uh,
0: we got OKC versus the Rockets. Oh, that, that, that's drama now. That should be a good
1: Western game. It should be. You know, uh, what's his name? Um, God, why can't I think of it? Russell Westbrook? He should have probably forty shot attempts in that game. Well, James Harden is going to have the same amount too. Yeah, it's going to be a one-on-one game with, you know. Eight other guys watching. I'm going to say there's a lot of dribbling going on between oh those gosh. two guys. I, the amount of passes is going to be minimal. But I will say, I will say nobody, in my opinion, gets to the basket faster than Russell Westbrook. Oh, he attacks that hoop like no one. Like his first step from the top of the key, like three-point line, is so fast. Yeah. Um, East Coast game, 76ers for Boston Celtics. And that should be an Eastern Conference championship contending game. I would think so. I mean, with the, the Celtics at full strength, I I find it difficult for the 76ers to compete. Funny story, funny Uh oh. Tang- tangent on that. I was watching a, a Colin Coward video from one of his daily shows. He was saying that, you know, he was making points that the 76ers ruined their chances at getting LeBron James by drafting Markel Fultz. Um they could have because Boston traded back and got Jason Tatum, whereas Philadelphia drafted up and picked up Markel Fultz. They could have hung back and drafted Jason Tatum. I don't know. Had man. Ben Simmons had um what's his name? The big dude M Joel Embiid and All those are better
0: than picking up Lonzo Ball. Oh yeah, and so and he still went to L. A. Yeah, he was going to L. A. No matter what. Oh yeah, I I, I it was just 100%. a big play on things. I, I don't think you know Colin
1: could make a lot of points, but at the end of the day, I think Lebron already had his mind made up. Yeah, I mean, and then then they're stuck with a guy like Markel Fultz who. Hasn't even played like his jump shot. Well, I think he might be <laughs> rookie of the year next year. What? His third year on the bench? Yeah. You never know.
0: You never know. It keeps happening. Um, but, you know, the NBA trying to push Christmas Day and they also have a Martin Luther King Day. They, You know, that's their big push right now. Yeah. You know, so, hey, on your holidays, NBA might be the thing. I'm getting ready already. You know, the NBA is making me feel like the Christmas spirit. I thought, you know, they'd always play the Christmas music really early, you know, like in October. And I'm like, God, oh, you guys are getting way too early. The NBA is pushing it on us right now. Yeah. See, I'm getting my ugly sweater ready.
1: <laughs> when, I, when I think Christmas time, I'm feeling bowl season. You know, you've got like 30 bowl games from December oh, 20th yeah. to January 8th. I'm just thinking eggnog. Oh, fuck eggnog. You, I don't want that shit. You what? You want to drink a little brandy? No, that stuff's... That eggnog tastes like shit to me. Oh, I love it. It's almost as bad as Muzzle Flash. Oh, golly. I'm telling you, I'm going to have nightmares because of that shit. Yeah. But um, what, you got anything else, Paulo? I'm pretty solid.
0: You know, We got I got practice tomorrow. We got getting ready for our next game in a week and a half.
1: Yeah. A week, a week less the summer this year, you know, we're trying to cram, you know, a whole insertion plan in a week, you know, it's tough, but you know, it's things we got to do. Yeah. Pirate pride, man. <laughs> I do it for the team anytime. Oh yeah. Um, but, like we always say you you like us drop us a comment whether you like us or not you know drop drop us a comment let us hey, know what you think tell a friend about the show you know we're actually it's it's fun watching the numbers
0: of uh people listening to our show grow and you know keep that up for us you know you got to tell your friend tell a family member you know tell them to, to listen to us and yeah yeah check us out on Facebook we're on Twitter we're on Instagram don't forget about S L E E F S s l e e f s.com it's HMW40 in the promo for the promo code. Get 40% off your first purchase. And keep on listening, guys. Hey, I'm Paulo. I'm Foy. And that's the show. Can you blow my whistle, baby? Whistle, baby, let me know. Girl, I'm going to show you how to do it and we start real slow. You just put your lips together and you come real close. Can you blow my whistle, baby? Whistle, baby.